0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Joining us now, WWL NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettilier, Mike D's Notebook brought to you by the Thibodeau Regional Health System. And Mike, a big one that everybody's been scouting leading up to this matchup, obviously at quarterback. Bryce Young, what have you seen from the young man? I know he had a difficult start week one, uh, but still uh, can be a problem obviously for this black and gold squad who really need to bring the pressure against them.
2: Yeah, I'm a big uh, Bryce Young fan. I'll be honest. I'm not going to pull for him when he played the Saints. But, <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, oh, All I know is look at Alabama today and tell me that next man up makes sense. Hmm. Okay? At quarterback. <laughs> they found out real quick they don't have nobody in his area code as a player. He saved that bacon numerous times last year, and to think, you know, the two losses they had, he wasn't on the field when Tennessee kicked that field goal, or when, uh, you know, Jane Daniels ran the long play in, and and then he threw the pass to Mason Taylor uh, for the two points. Uh, He's not the biggest cat in the world. I mean, uh, he's not a very big guy, but he's smart. He's accurate. He understands this game at another level. But um, I'm going to tell you guys something. And I and I know I've told this to Charlie before that uh, at Manning camp every year, uh, you know, Peyton will talk to the 45 to 55 counselors. And, you know, was, uh, we all for you. We back you. We want you guys all to have success in the NFL. And we'll do anything to help you guys with your success. But I want one thing from one of you guys one of you got to break my rookie most interceptions in the season record. Peyton had 28 in 1998. Was anybody more prepared to hit the NFL than Peyton Manning? <laughs> the answer is no. And nobody was ready. And yet he struggled. And Bryce is going to struggle. Also, too, he does not have a legit number one receiver. No. Does not have it. Uh, that guy's not there. Adam Thielen is in the winter years of his NFL career, can still make plays, but you know it's toward the end. Uh, Terrace Marshall is a guy I've always liked. Uh, Man, for whatever reason, he's one of these guys that has one injury after another. DJ Chalk is lightning in a bottle. When he can be on out of the field, (laughs) again, he also has fought this issue with injuries. So, one of the things in in breaking down the film of last week, man, he sort of gauged in hard on Hayden Hurst. He really kind of locked in to the tight end. And that had to be something that Atlanta saw in film because Jesse Bates was right there for two interceptions. He sort of baited him into those throws. And uh, Bates was – he was similar to Harden Key. Harden did it for a half. Jesse Bates did it for an entire game. They could have bronze those cleats and put them in Pro Football's Hall of Fame if we play like that every week. But he really baited Bryce into making those throws, and they get picked off. So, you know, Bryce has never been known to put up a lot of passes that are intercepted. But, you know, this is the NFL. It's a new world, okay? You're not Al Bundy. Uh, playing at Polk High School, this isn't college football, this is the NFL. And the Saints will see a totally different um, Bryce Young the next time they play him. He's going to learn from his mistakes, but I'd much rather catch him early. And uh, Tim Zimmer had that, uh, that stat leading up into this week that in the first three weeks of the season from 2018 until now, Rookie quarterbacks uh, are 1, 18, and 1. Okay, that tells you just how hard it is to win if you're a rookie quarterback. He does have some escapability uh, skills. He's not known as a runner, uh, but he, he can move the pocket a little bit. So bottom line is, guys, number one priority for me, and it'll always be that way when we do these segments, stop the run. Hmm. Miles Sanders, Shuba Hubbard, stop him! Make the rookie quarterback beat you, and find some plays to get some pressure. And uh, Bobby J always says this, and Are you hear it from every quarterback. And the worst type of pressure in the world is to get it right up the middle. And what's happened with the Panthers? They've lost their starting uh, offensive guards. Right. Man. Okay, come on now. You got to take advantage of this here with backup guards and a rookie quarterback you got to take advantage of this carolina panther football team that is struggling to find an identity other than they want to run the ball you think about it last week against atlanta they ran for almost 150 yards rushing they i think it was 148 so they were able to run the football against atlanta's defense but uh, fourth quarter, they were out Stinkle on offense. They could, You couldn't find a receiver open downfield. And, you know, Bryce is feeling the heat. He got to put it up or throw it away. So first things first, stop the run. Don't have Sanders and Hubbard uh, be the catalyst to move the chains and force him to make a throw over the middle he doesn't want to make. And so like Jesse Bates, is Tyron Matthew that guy today? to kind of bait him a little bit to make that throw. Because you can see, he is definitely looking for the tight end because I think he feels Hayden Hurst can get open. I'm not sure about the other guys.
3: Mike, you kind of hopped into the trenches there for a little bit. I do want to ask you about one of Carolina's premier players on the defensive side of the ball, the former seventh overall pick, and I believe the 2020 NFL draft, out of Auburn, Derek Brown, who's the defensive tackle. I mean, if you look at what Atlanta was able to do, Against them last week, they were able to run for. I mean, you said that Carolina was able to r- rush for over 150 yards. Atlanta was right there as well. They ran for 130 in that game. Obviously, that was a big reason why they won it because Desmond Ritter didn't have the be- the best game, and the turnovers helped too. Uh, but looking at Derek Brown on the interior of the defensive line for the Panthers and what he can ca- kind of cause havoc because last week you saw the Titans and Denico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons and Tier Tart all these stud defensive linemen that caused havoc against Justin Herbert and the Chargers yesterday they're among the best. Now, the Panthers don't have as deep of an interior defensive line, but Derrick Brown is is quite the stud. Yeah, he's a grown man
2: out on that field. He's almost 6 foot 5. And depending on what he's eaten that day, anywhere between 325 and 335. I mean, he is a big man. Well, what's unusual with him is for a guy that large, how well he can move. I mean, he's no guy stuck in cement. He knows how to move his feet. He's technically gotten much better with his leverage and also his ability to use his arms and hands well to come off a block. Now, he's almost six foot five. He's a little short of that. So, what we've talked about with Brian Brzee, okay, sometimes he gives you up a lot of body to get into. He's had to learn how to play at a lower level because against the run, they can move you around. He's never going to be a guy that's going to get 10 sacks in a season. He's always going to be in that area of six to eight, whatever. But, man, he scares you because he pushes the inside pocket right up to you. And if you watch some game film of the Falcons last week a couple times, he shoved the offensive lineman right back into the lap of Desmond Ritter. Desmond was getting out of there because the first time you do it, it catches your attention. But he's a grown man out on that field. He's a big guy who does a great job in run defense. He's become a very vocal leader uh, for the Panthers. Again, never going to be a great pass rusher. But he's a good one, and he's a pocket pusher. And he takes those linemen, and he kind of shoves them right back into the lap of the quarterback. When they played LSU in 2019, okay, LSU was rolling. And Kevin Steele came up with this defense at Auburn of this 3-8, where they put three down linemen and they dropped eight in in coverage. So Joe had to throw through the branches uh, defensively to get the ball to his receivers. That was a tough, tough game. One of the great comments from that was Damian Lewis was a starting guard for LSU and a a really good player. And he's with Seattle today. Uh, afterwards he told me, man, it was like playing two of them uh, going up against Derrick Brown. He said, you know, every play was coming from a different angle, but he said it was almost like twins. Well, he got on the sidelines and he made that comment to the wrong coach. (laughs) I don't have to tell you who. And he told him, hey, (laughs) you ain't blocking either one of them. At least block one of the Derrick Browns out there. Derrick is a guy that may not have his name in the stat books a lot, but he influences plays because of his presence. Uh, I don't think he's quite as quick or as fast a takeoff as Isaiah Simmons, but he's a bigger man than Simmons is. So you know what you are getting uh, when you go up against him. <laughs> he is a grown man, and you better bring uh, sack lunch when you go up to play him. And he don't care how good you are. He feels as though – He's better than everybody on that field. He's got a little bit of athletic arrogance, and I like that in a player. Hey, if you can back it up, and he has at the high school, college, professional level, uh, nothing wrong with it. He feels as though no one can block him. And uh, you're going to see a lot of that big man. (laughs) You better get a hat on a hat on him, and he's real physical. He's a very, very physical football player.
3: So, Mike, kind of looking at this game, I mean, last week you saw, once again, against the Titans defensive front, one of the best in the NFL, the Saints weren't able to establish that run game that we've been talking about throughout the preseason. they got to figure out how to get the run game going. Today, against a Panthers defense, obviously, we just talked about Derrick Brown, and he's a stud, like you've been saying, and he's good against the run. But outside of that, I mean, Chai Tuttle, we we all are familiar with him having played in New Orleans. The Panthers aren't as, I, I, I want to say, bulky on the interior defensive line as maybe the Titans were. And I think there may be opportunity for the Saints to be able to establish that run game tonight, just like what the Panthers want to do. But what's kind of your target, I guess you would say, for this rushing attack against the Panthers in week two from the Saints?
2: You can't quickly abandon the run. You've got to figure out a way. But you get no push up front. I mean, last week, I right. mean, you hardly got anything. But that wasn't a surprise. Okay, they had given up, what, 77 yards a game rushing all last season. Uh, Did the Saints get to 77 last week? They were
3: just short of it. I think they had 69.
2: Okay. Eh, That's a no. Uh, uh, The Panthers, um, I think they feel they can get some pressure off the edge with Brian Burns and Justin Houston. And sometimes blitzing helps the run, okay? If you got a guy who's not disciplined. Now, I think Burns and Houston are disciplined guys. And so they use the blitz off the edge to try to stop the running game. Last week, they sort of whiffed a few times, each of them, uh, on, on getting hard outside penetration. And then, man, they cut it up inside and got a big game. you got to be able to continue to want to run the ball and not get away from it too quick. you you got to be able to run the football every once in a while. Now, I do think they're vulnerable, because no J.C. Horn. And I do know who the dude is who took his place. Uh, I scouted him coming out of high school uh, in C.J. Henderson. He was a terrific player at Florida. Uh, Rarely was he ever beaten on a play in the collegiate level. He was a dominant guy, a top ten pick. But it's something Ed Reed told me years ago uh, about playing defensive back. And he's like, hey, they don't care about your credentials. You can put those scrapbook clippings in the book, which you did in high school and college. They're going after you. And they're going to test your manhood and see how mentally and physically tough you are. The one thing that CJ has shown is he lets one bad play affect the next and the next. I would bet a lot of money that the Panthers game plan if they had a healthy JC Horn would have been to line him up against Chris Olave in most cases not all the time but most cases tonight every time I see CJ Henderson on Chris Olave I'm going after him and I'm going to test him and I'm going to see if I can break him because eventually he's going to give up a big play so it's essential for the Panthers and for the Saints to understand, you got to keep Brian Burns and Justin Houston from influencing those plays. So I suspect you're going to see a lot of boots tonight with Derek Carr on the boot, on the run, throwing uh, because you just can't sit in the pocket. You can't do it. The offensive line hasn't proven they can protect you if you just stand in the pocket. You've got to be able to buy yourself a little bit of time. Uh, especially with Brown's ability to push the inside pocket and Burns' ability to come off the edge. Appreciate
1: the time, Mike. You got a good feeling about the black and gold heading into this matchup?
2: Yeah, I see all these guys nationally picking the Panthers. What? uh, Yeah, I I feel much better about (laughs) it today. Now, these games, uh, Steve, you and I know, have normally been close and low-scoring. And even when Peyton was here and the Saints were rolling, you know, that record, he always had a pretty good advantage against the Bucks or the Falcons. That uh, wasn't the case against Carolina. It was sort of a little bit above the 50% mark, but it wasn't much more than that. And last year, they beat the Saints twice. You got beat by Baker Mayfield. Uh, the way he threw the football last year, he was lousy in that game. And they still come up with a W. And then what happened in the second half of the final game? They were able to run the football on you. So That was I one expected. of the worst
1: football games I think I've ever watched in my life, that last regular season game.
2: Ugly. What, what, what was Sam Darnold? We had a passer a rating of, what, 13? Something like that. That was terrible. And you lost. So I expect, you know, listen, history tells you a lot about how you play teams. That this game will be low scoring and it'll be tight. Just don't commit to turnovers. And last week was a revelation that you could get three. Three interceptions in one game. It took you to week 13 to do that last year. So, hey, force the rookie quarterback into making mistakes. Don't give up the big play. And most importantly, stop the run.
1: Got it, Mike. Appreciate the info. We'll be checking in back with you on the Bud Light Countdown to Kickoff coming up very soon. All right, guys, y'all take care. Thanks, Mike. That's Mike D's notebook brought to you by the Thibodeau
0: Regional Health System. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.